Them titties hitting. What's up, airheads? We're back. I feel so fat. Do you? Yes. Fatter than a couple a uh, couple weeks ago, a couple episodes ago. We had the red, the red, uh, the red, whatever the hell you call that. Was that when I was stony baloney? I believe you was a little, I believe you was a little bit stony baloney. Yes, I don't remember much of that, but yeah, I felt like a frog squished in a sack. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, you look great. Thank you, Trey. You do have a bit like, you look sort of like what I'm saying, because you're sort of blocked off by this, but what I'm saying over there with where you've got the waistband at. Kylo Ren. And how... No, I was gonna say like Ren you, and Stampy. No, do you do you know how like strong guys used to be oh, yeah. presented in yeah. the in, in the like in the like the twenties or yeah. the thirties? That's what I'm going for. You're like this a, hat you the, know what I mean? It's like they none of them they hadn't figured out steroids yet, so they right. weren't like actually ripped, but they were like, I'm still a man's yeah. man. I feel like you look like one of those right now, except for the the blouse on the outside. They wouldn't wear one of those. No, of course but, not. But, but yeah. the but Man. that that like the way your titties is hitting, coupled with the the pants. Are my titties hitting? Where they're at? They yeah, fat. that together looks like old timey strongman shit. Yeah, to me. that's like, me right there. You need some trapezoidal weights. Or I should yes, do, that's dumbbells. for Halloween next year. Dumbbells I need to go as one of those guys on the end of them. Yeah. yeah, you should. Like if you were doing, you need to grow out one of those. Uh, and get a and get a you unicycle out, and get a unicycle. I was just about to say you grow out one of the handlebar mustaches, right? Where you're twirled up. Yeah, at I the can ends. already do that. Right. Well, yeah, you grow out one of those, and yeah, get a unicycle or one of them big front wheel bicycles. Go or something. slick bald. Get a unitard. It's one strap on one side. You know, just mm-hmm. one of those. Pose like this. Do this yeah. thing. Yeah. Pose like that. Yeah. I I I. All right, so, okay, we're back on Putting on Airs. On this edition, when we get to my segment where we're drawing the Venn diagram, fancy and trash, how they overlap, and again, I know I've warned y'all before, some of y'all are bailing, bailing me out with this by giving me ideas. You're going to get to keep I'm your... I'm going to run out. No, you're not. I'm going to run out. No, you're not. Eventually. No, you're not. And I'm just going to start talking about other fancy shit, but for now, we're still drawing the Venn diagram of fancy and trash and today it's being crazy as fuck oh yeah yeah although i think we all know for some reason if you're super rich eccentric you're eccentric Mm -hmm. exactly if you're poor you're a lunatic you're a lunatic but if you're rich you're eccentric being an eccentric lunatic's having a big moment right now right oh yeah absolutely it's huge it's huge uh so, yeah, that's what I'm going to be talking about. And then, okay, we're going back to, we're doing fuck yo shit up with Stoner, Stoner Show. Show, Stoner bro. Show, bro. Yeah, bro. Some fucking. What are we talking about? More man? more than one docs. Yeah. The pair of them. Oh, paradox. Yeah. Paradox, man. man. Yeah. A couple of parad- um, I need at least two doxes, man. Like four paradoxes. Yeah, paradoxes. 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 We're talking about paradoxes. We got we're doing paradoxes again. That's right. You got another list of paradoxes. I do. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Does that hit for you? It does hit for me. Sounds like it don't hit for you. No, no, it don't. I don't know why. Why does that seem like it don't hit for me? Because I'm defensive. (laughs) 
<laughs> I think everybody hates me. I what know. do you not know about me? Well, it's wild because everybody loves you. No, they don't. Well, I mean, no, not everybody. Most like, people hate me. No. I Well, okay. It's one or the it's other. It's 50-50, no one, I But think. no one kind of likes me. I'm yeah. either your shit. I agree with that. Or you're like, fuck that guy. Well, dude, I Which feel- Which I'm fine with. You I are too. The, I'm about to say, I feel the exact yeah. same way about myself. I'm very polarizing. Like, you're you're either really into what I'm doing, yeah. or you hate it. Yeah. Which is think, kind of a good thing to be, I think. Yeah, I guess Because if so. you get, like- you Because would, you can get people that are- uh, That means that if they're into it, people are passionate, and people that exactly. are passionate about you, that hits You don't to want have. passive fans. You right. Want, like, people you are would, like, I could take, a you leave, would, take or leave that it, guy. It's, it, it, me and you in the industry know this. It it is. It would be better for you to have a hundred thousand people where you are their shit than it would for you to have five million people that kind of think you're okay. Right. Like a hundred thousand dedicated fans. That's a career. Right. And matter of fact, I know it is because it's literally my career, and I right. do fine. And there's only right. a little bit of them. Yeah, I agree. So uh, before we get to talking about people being crazy and shit, I found this. You know, uh, I'm not. I don't consider myself a redditor. But because I what? don't, because well, okay, you don't because post. I don't engage at right. all. I don't post or Me comment too. Yeah, or nothing like dive. that. Yeah. But so I'm a lurker, is what I am. Right. I'm a lurker. I just read Reddit shit, right? And I do read a whole bunch of Reddit shit. So I found this Ask Reddit post that said, "What screams rich or wealthy? Like what? Uh, what?" You know, what indicators are there that somebody's loaded, right? And that seemed directly relevant to what we do. So I thought I'd read some of these responses on a here. A manicure on a man. Some of them, okay. I like If I that. see a man with really good nails, I'm like, he, if he's spending money on his nails, because as a man, you're... As a man, you're not like don't, a woman is obligated to. Don't you or think? I, yeah, okay, gay, thank yeah, you, Russ. Gay. I was about to say, but gay people have I, money. I was about to say, but don't you think that? You could just be a, a no, poor don't. gay nah. and still get manicures. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess you're right. Because gay people have self-respect, unlike most men. Yeah, I yeah. guess you're right. They know how to take care of themselves. Uh, so, But some of these, some of these I don't disagree, or some of these I don't, uh, I'm not with it just because I feel like they apply to me and my whole thing is like, no, I'm just stupid and don't give a fuck. I for too example, am stupid and don't give a fuck. For example, somebody put, not hesitating to eat in a restaurant that doesn't have prices on the menu. I do that. I've done that plenty of times. Wait, just hold you on. You go to a restaurant, you sit down, there's no prices on the menu. Most of the stuff I want because it's market value because I'm getting a lot of fish stuff. So like, but don't you have an idea of going into that restaurant if it's going to that's also a very good point. You're not ever going to be sur- uh, surprised by the lack of prices on a menu, I think. That's You're true. Know it's but a like, somewhat fancy place when I'm, you go into it. But all I'm saying is, for anybody that thinks that, I can tell you right now, you do not have to be super rich no, to still go me through and you with do that, that because I'm not super rich at all, and I absolutely me, do that. Me and you, whenever me and you go into pretty much any restaurant, money is no object. Like, we might have to, you know, it might affect us in some other aspect of our life because we've spent this much money but like yeah we don't well, we go in it, part of it is also pride for me, me too. i think where me it's too. like i'm like it's like okay but what if it's five hundred dollars i'm like 
I'll come then up with I it. got it. These motherfuckers, yeah. I, they can't what? Well, what? You, they think I can't come up with $500 for a piece of fish? Fuck them. I'll show their ass right now. Well, you know, that like, happened to me. That's also part of it for me. That happened to me when I was out here. One of the first times I was ever visiting you, there was the, I was like, oh my God, I can go to a weed store. Holy fuck. And so I went through and I picked out a bunch of weed. And in my brain, I was like, that's probably $20 a bag, $20 a bag, whatever. Yeah, $20 a bag. And I get up there, and I'm literally thinking that I was about to spend 150 to $200. But what I failed to realize was that the weed that has CBD in it is way more expensive. Mm-hmm. And I get up there, and they go, that'll be $950. And they go, and the, and he did the thing that happens to me and you where he goes, well, I was fine. But he goes, he goes is that okay? Mm-hmm. And I went, and what do you think I said after that? Give me two all that. I said, give me that T-shirt. <laughs> I said, give me the T-shirt. And like, it didn't break me, but I did not want to spend a thousand dollars on weed, but I right. had to right. because that motherfucker was like, Left is that okay, no sir? Yeah. Bro, listen, I'm just curious. What the hell were you buying? Well, I bought my dog a bunch of weed. Like there was That's a, a whole bunch of weed, dude. It, yeah, I bought my dog a bunch of weed, but like no, but the CBD weed. I'm I'm not I'm trying not trying to hijack your shit, but go ahead. I I know what you mean though. So another one that's on that same list. Somebody put not knowing the price of everyday things like groceries or electricity. Yeah. I, I I'm that way too, and I'm I, not I super say, rich. I completely di- yeah, I, no I completely idea. disagree because I'm just I grew up poor white trash and like. I was this way before I had any money at all. I know because it would really upset my wife. Yeah, like, right. I, mean, I come back like I'm just I'm Amber ju- too. She gets I'm so just, mad. I'm just dumb about it all. It's not. It's not. Oh, I don't care because I'm so loaded. Like, well, we're, I, com- I would, we're comfortable though. I, but I'm talking about I'm not. I was that way before I was. Right. Like, I, I remember once coming back from the grocery store, and Katie was like. Katie looked at the receipt, right? Because this was back when I was still just doing my day job and we had young kids and all this shit. And she looked at the receipt and she was like, did you really spend $25 on squash? Right? And it was because squash was like... uh Squash was having a thing Big at that squash point. In time. Was, yeah. Squ- squash was down. Do you know what I mean? Squash wasn't plentiful. It was out of season and also like not eat. So squash was high at that moment. Yeah. The squash market was booming. And I was just like, well, I just wanted some squash, so I got it. And she was like, you didn't even look at how much it cost? And I was like, why would nah, I? I wanted I the squash. I wanted squash, so I got squash. And she was like, that's real dumb. You can't do that. But like, so I did that then, and I still do it now. So I object to some of these. So, so basically- Well, like, some I don't know how much gas so, is. Well, so basically some of these, I'm like, yes- it's either rich people or it could just be dumb people. Yeah, right. Which is what I was. But again, dumb people again, that ain't me got and money. you aren't rich, but we're both. You can't argue the fact that we are comfortable. We have a comfortable lifestyle. I know, I know but the examples I just used were, are from pre-hit me. Yeah, right. No, you're right. I yeah, had. You're I right. still. I work for the federal government, but I was living paycheck to paycheck. I didn't have it like that right. then. And I'm saying I was the same way then. Yeah, because it's just like I I'm want absolutely. Squash, that's how much it costs. I'm absolutely that way now. Oh, but dude. all I'm saying is I was that way then too. I haven't gone to the grocery store like when I. Sometimes you just dip in for one or two things or whatever. But like when I go to the grocery store to get groceries for the week i haven't spent less than 300 dollars in a fucking long time and it's because yeah, groceries outrageous Goddamn they, they are, but, and, but i don't even yeah, right but i don't even look i'm just like well i wanted this thing so how much it is that how it is 
Right, but there's some more on here. Like this one, me and you have talked about this one. I feel like this is especially a thing in L.A., this one. So this guy says, a friend of mine used to run a very, very exclusive cocktail bar. And he always told me Mm -hmm. that, quote, the people in the fancy clothes who look filthy rich are normally reasonably wealthy. They have money. But the dudes in jeans and T-shirts who look like trash are filthy rich. And, like, you go to Beverly Hills and it's the same type of thing. Absolutely. You'll see some dude in a fancy-ass Beverly Hills place with, like, sweat shorts or, yeah, pajamas or whatever. And it's like, that's the richest motherfucker in here. And it really do be like that. That's why I I dress like I do. One example, fucking, uh, I mean, Adam Sandler be that way. Oh, yeah. Hockey jersey, sweatpants. One of the biggest movie stars of all time. And you won't never catch him in some fancy-ass shit. Yeah, because people that don't people want to that want to appear like they have it have to are you about to get into that no no go ahead people that want to appear like they have are like i have to look nice after this so people will think this but dudes who have it are like i don't give a fuck what you think about me there's a saying for that have you ever heard the saying that uh that says what you just said it is money talks wealth whispers there you go and I think that is true. Like 100%. people that like really got it, like old money, they're not worried about presenting to everybody that they got it. You what know? was the so other they one? Just, that- they're just comfortable. They're practical. They do whatever because the shit don't matter to them. But the people that are trying to like, you know, broadcast to the world, I hit motherfucker. You don't hit. They spent. They're the ones that spend all the money and do all the dumb shit. Except for some rappers, be doing that, but they still do have it. But yes, like that's a big thing for like super wealthy people. Is like. Well, even with rappers, dude, the- I think it's sort of like it's like that old Chris Rock bit who's like, Shaq is rich. The motherfucker signs, signs his, his checks is wealthy. wealthy. Right. And I think if if Oprah woke or if Bill Gates woke up tomorrow with Oprah's money, he'd jump off a fucking building. <laughs> but yeah, man, like they just like, they're not concerned with that shit because it's like once you re- once you have that much money, like there is no more concern in your life. You don't. It's like like a fucking. Uh, Tywin Lannister said, like, a lion doesn't concern himself with the thoughts of a sheep or yeah. whatever. You know, who gives a so, fuck what you think? Another one I thought was uh, kind of good is if you use money to get time instead of using time to get money. Mm-hmm. Which I think also makes sense. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, if you're trying to hustle, you got to hustle. You're on the grind set. You're right. using your time to make as much money as you can versus using money to just fuck off for forever. You know for what sure. I mean? That, oh, is, that's the, the that is the difference between... The one good lick. Yeah, right. The one good lick doctrine, as we call it. Somebody else said spontaneity. Just being able to do whatever at any... Like, something comes up, you're like, that would hit. I'm a do that. And, and then you do it, and it hits, like... That's how you know somebody's well off well, because again, people though, that are not. I do that. Yeah, but they're start. Look, dude, I could be like, you know what hit? We took a private jet to Vegas tonight. Yeah. And do the high roller suite or whatever. It's like, but man, you can't be like, that would hit. Yeah, Let's right. Let's just do that. You know what it is? It's that the things that, and I think this is the one thing Amber loves about me so much. The things that truly hit for me are not that expensive. Like with the money that I make, I'm not out going like, let's get a boat. I'm like, I like like I like going to McKay's and seeing how many books I can get for twenty two dollars. You know what I'm saying? But right, and that is the difference between you and somebody else in Chickamauga that's paycheck to paycheck or whatever. But it's right. not. But that's not. Yeah. No, I know. On the level of yeah, the type of thing that I I'm want talking so about. badly to be on this level, but I'm not. But like, I feel like everything that I want to do, I do just do. But right. I don't want to do super expensive stuff. Right. 
which is built into me because I can't afford super expensive stuff. Right. Uh, some of them I think are funny. Like, I really like this one. It says, Alan Clark, a British politician born into immense wealth, once disparaged someone else by describing them as, quote, the sort of person who bought all his own furniture. <laughs> <laughs> So I feel I feel like that's a good example because that's the type of thing. If you buy your own furniture, you ain't wealthy, right? And people that people that don't have money, like me, like I don't think about that. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I don't think about. I'm like, yeah, I bought this couch. That's what I wanted a couch, so I bought it. it. But they're like, you you buy your own couches? That's what are you a fucking peasant? You don't have a couch broker? You don't have a couch broker? Like, but like they do. Yeah, they do have couch brokers that apparently don't cost that much money. And if you buy your own couches, you are fucking trash. Trash, Right? (laughs) Apparently, that reminds me of a quote that I want to say that T Bone Burnett said to us, and I don't know why I think it was T Bone Burnett, but it was something to the effect of like, if you if you drive your Rolls Royce, you can't afford a Rolls Royce. Right. Because you're not supposed to drive it. Right. If you have a Rolls Royce, right. you should be in the so back of that motherfucker. So you yeah. know what I mean? I'd rather have a driver and a Corolla. Oh, dude, I would yeah. love a driver. I don't, I don't remember uh, T-Bone saying that to us, but he might have because T-Bone is an absolute G. And He's I the best. love that motherfucker. I just wanted to name drop. Humble no, break. yeah, dude. T-Bone, that's my guy. I He's fucking, the best, I love dude. that motherfucker. Um. So, yeah, and then there's some other, like, ones, like, you know, having a Steinway grand piano in the living room that nobody in the house knows how to play, you know. Yep, that's the thing. It's a decor. That's just part of the furniture. Right, exactly. So, yeah, and then there's a bunch more, but, like, we've already went over the ones that I thought uh, hit the hardest. So, yeah, but again, but it mostly I wanted to talk about it because, like I said, some of them, some of them I, like, (laughs) take issue with, like, some of the ones that are like, oh, you don't know how much day-to-day goods cost. And I'm like, no, I'm stupid, poor trash. And <laughs> right. and I don't know how much day-to-day goods cost right. either. Y'all got it mixed up. Right. Because I do think that, like, the same that same thing happens at both ends of the spectrum where it's like people with no money oftentimes act like they got, are, like, yeah. Because Same they habits. They do. Yeah, in certain ways, they act like the same people that have all kinds of money because they just are so dumb about money. They yeah. just operate as though it doesn't matter, yeah. which is how they get into trouble. Yeah. And, like, I'm straight up, I was that type of person. Yeah, like, I, I mean, was exact. That's exactly how I was. Yeah, I mean, I'm borderline that person now. Like, I don't really think about, like, my wife is like, we have to save. And I'm like, fuck. And I'm, I'm like you where I'm just like, I'll make that shit back. I don't right. give a fuck. Y'all, the wait is over. Quality steak, free shipping, period. The Backyard Butcher's restaurant quality steak boxes are now available online. Get steakhouse quality bulk meat specials responsibly sourced from America's farm delivered right to your door. And right now, for a limited time, Backyard Butcher's is offering our listeners 15% off free shipping and four free ribeyes for life oh my god with every subscription imagine opening up a box of high quality meat and being able to recreate the steakhouse experience right in your backyard less than grocery store prices that's exactly what you'll get when you order from backyard butchers trey you've you've eaten the backyard butchers meat correct 
Boy, have I. Let me tell you, a few things in life have hit for me more than getting my own big box of meat delivered straight to my door, buddy. I got a big old box of steak. It's like Christmas morning opening that thing up. And I've been, the thing I love the most about it is like, I feel like I'm living like either like a, a duke or something, or mm-hmm. maybe a cowboy. Uh, I, one of the two, just some kind of man that's better than me, you know, because like I'm eating steak and eggs every morning. You know what I mean? Like if I'm coming yeah. in for lunch and I just want, you know, throw something together. Well, now instead of like a turkey sandwich, it's a T-bone if I want to, because I'm a grown yeah, man boy. and I got a box of meat and I can do that now. The steaks are incredibly, incredibly good. They're so tender. The quality is amazing. And uh, it's been one of my absolute favorite things. And the best part is you can beat inflationary pricing at the grocery store and save big on your family's dinner budget. Just cut out the middleman grocery stores with responsibly sourced 100% American beef, pork, and chicken sourced from farms all across the heartland. Backyard butcher's meat is fresh, safely packaged, and delivered to your door in an eco-friendly insulated box. Their boxes and packing are specifically designed to keep your meat within the optimal temperature range. They have tremendous customer service that sets them apart. If you need help with your order or grilling tips to get the most flavor out of your meat, you can chat with their seasoned butchers online seven days a week at BackyardButchers.com. Cho, tell them more. Well, first off, I've got a ribeye sous vide downstairs right now that's been in there for eight hours, so I'm taking it up another notch. One great thing about this, too, by the way, there's no memberships or subscriptions. You just go on there, you're like, boom, meat, I want that, and you can cancel literally any time. But I guarantee you, once you've had this meat, you're going to be back for more, baby. Uh, that's And with our deal, you're going to get 15% off free shipping and four ribeyes for life. And that is by using the promo code POA, 15% off your order, free shipping, and four free ribeyes for life. It's absolutely wonderful. It is my favorite meat, and y'all can get some too. Like I said, promo code POA to get 15% off your order at BackyardButchers.com. It hits. It does hit. Y'all, it is cold out there, but you know what ain't cold? My ding-dong. And that's right, baby. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that confidence takes you far in life, and that's especially true in the bedroom when it comes time to step up to the plate, a.k.a. the crotchal region of the one you love, and that is where Blue Chew comes in. Trey, tell them about getting a new dick with Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. Also, you can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead to get down, or you can just be ready to get down whenever an opportunity comes up. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you will receive your prescription within days. That's the best part of the whole deal. It's all done on the internet there, which means no more visits to the doctor's office, no more awkward wiener conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, running into your old guidance counselor, none of that, because BlueChew's tablets are made right here in the U.S. of A. and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a very discreet package. Cho, tell them about the experience. Oh, my God. Blue Chew made my dick like Nick Cage and Face Off, baby. It was a whole different thing, but that thing was good. My wife loves it. When that white envelope shows up, she knows that I'm about to break it out and blow that back out. You know what I'm saying? So if you could benefit for some extra confidence when it's time to perform, chew it and do it. Have better sex. And we got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew for free when you use our promo code POA at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code POA to receive your first month for free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast.
in keeping with that, talking about which we said earlier, you know, I want to talk about being crazy, obviously, again, and I, I realized this long ago. I realized this many, many, many episodes ago. But so many of the things I talk about where I'm like, rich people and trash people do this. It's the type of thing where it's like, yeah, people do people, that. Yeah. Like, all you're really talking about is Don't break the something. formula, buddy. Well, Don't but let it, everybody but, well, but it's also, but it's like, okay, yes, everybody does it. But we're focusing it's how on they handle we're it. focusing on the two different ends of the spectrum, right? right. So I want to talk about uh, being fucking crazy. I'd love to. And again, obviously, middle class people be crazy. All types of people be crazy. But we're going to talk about rich people being crazy and trash people. But if being you're middle crazy. class, nobody hears about your craziness, right? So, but as we already uh, uncovered earlier, that was I remember, dude. I'm not saying it originated there. But I remember Dennis Hopper in the movie Speed. Yep. In Speed, uh, Keanu Reeves or Jeff Daniels one. They call him. He, they call him crazy, and he was like, "No, I'm rich now. I'm not crazy. I'm, I'm eccentric. eccentric." And I remember my dad loved that shit. It's great because so it's so Cause true. Because I, I remember being like, "That is how it is. Yep. If you're rich, you're called eccentric. If you're poor, then you're fucking crazy. Like but it's Steve the same Jobs, goddamn thing. If anyone on earth acted like Steve Jobs did, that didn't have money, people would be like, "This motherfucker has crippling like." problems like he is insane but he had a lot of money so they're like man that he's a smart guy so that must be the deal so let's talk about some of these rich insane motherfuckers Do you think i'm crazy uh like great cra- depends on how we define crazy no do you think i could get there with enough money negative cra- the negative version of crazy where it's like he needs help yeah or something bad is going to happen. You think I'm that? No. Oh. No, 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 no. No, I don't. That's what I'm saying. Oh, well, thank like, you. Like, defining crazy that way, no, I don't. But, like, otherwise, yeah. Yeah, right. You do be kind of crazy. Okay. You're definitely crazy in certain ways. Like, one example I'll give you. Last night when we were recording, uh, you walked in there to pee, and when you walked in there, Russ made a joke that had nothing to do with you. And when he made the joke, and I don't, even, I literally don't even remember what it was now. But he, he but he, he made the joke, and when he did, I laughed. And so me and him were laughing, and you yelled from the other room, "You're like, y'all talking about me?" <laughs> what I, I think do? that's normal. What I do that don't hit. I think that's why are y'all normal. laughing at me in there? And it's like it ain't got nothing I to do with you. I think that's normal though. If if you leave a room and people start laughing, it stands to reason that they're but, talking shit about but you. But I think you, I think you have a pathological level of like, I know that's about me. Yeah, I do. Right. Because yeah, like, I'm very self-conscious. has to be about you. Well, no, like, I, I don't. No, time, but the thing is, I don't want it to I, be. I remember one time, you remember when we were at the, uh, you remember when that we were at that Forbes under 30 uh, thing because I was being honored? Uh, yes. There. And we were I that? jumped in a cranberry and, uh, bog yeah, in yeah. front of Chrissy Teigen. When we were at there, this uh, beautiful young lady came up to me. She was trying to get me to like get on board with some shit or something, but she was being very personable and smiling and all this stuff and we were like laughing and you were over there on the other side of the room looking at something and I was like I was like, hey, could you do me a favor? I was like, could you sort of like gesture towards that guy over there as we're laughing? Like, you see that guy? Yeah, I was like, yes, we'll just, right, him, him, yeah, right. Because yeah. <laughs> I knew, because you were over there like, what? What? Well, I don't hear for y'all. What's Why going wouldn't on? I think that? I you literally tricked me. I know. 
I know. But I'm saying the reason I did that is because I know how your brain works. Yeah. Like, I did that because I know Most how you be. brain, if people are pointing and laughing at you, they're like, I, I bet they're I, laughing yes, at me. Yes, of course, of course. I, I got her to literally point and laugh at you because I know how your brain works. But I'm saying... I know how your brain works, which is why I did that in the first. But you don't need somebody to be literally pointing and laughing. No, I at do you. not. Right? No, I do not. But you're you have a fundamental misunderstanding of me. Is that I don't want everything to be about me. You just are terrified that, that it, it is. is. <laughs> yeah, like most people, you just think everything's about you. And I'm like, yes, but not in the reason that you think. All right. I think in a negative way Every, that everything's about the whole about. world hates again, me. Yes, exactly. The whole universe yeah. is laughing at me for the wrong reasons. Yes. I'm a stupid, yes. fat idiot. I, right. No, I'm saying that's what you thought. <laughs> I'm trying to fucking. <laughs> pretty good stuff there. I'm yes, that is what I think. You that that I'm is what I that's think. What your poor but some people brain want thinks. everything to be about them. They want to be the center of attention. I genuinely do not. I want no one to be talking about me. But you're worried that all they the time are because they I'm are. fat and I don't hit. Anyways, right. do your fucking segment. All right. So there was a, a British aristocrat named John uh, Mighton. They called him Mad Jack. Mad Jack Mighton. He inherited his family's fortune when he was two years old. Right. All this money and wealth and money. shit. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly, and I don't know if it's directly related, or maybe he was just born crazy as a loon, but either way, he ended up wild as fuck. So he had money his whole life, never had to work for anything or do anything, you know, to get it. And so he would do shit like he rode a bear to a <laughs> dinner party just to flex, right? He How do you not get at? Well, I guess he knew the right Russian. Yeah. <laughs> you know? To train a bear, he had a horse named Baronet that uh, he allowed to wander freely around his home like his roommate was a horse, basically. <laughs> he, uh, he, uh, one time he had the hiccups and he couldn't get rid of them, so he set all his clothes on fire. That'll do it. In case that might work, yeah. <laughs> right? And I mean, if you suck enough same, smoke in, yeah. you're not going to have the hiccups I anymore. I don't think that it did, yeah. but, you know, what are you going to do? He, uh... He decided he wanted to be an MP, a member of parliament, so yeah. like a British congressperson, right? So he went out and bribed all the people where he lived with 10 pounds apiece to vote for him. So they did, because that was like the most a lot money of they've money. ever seen. Yeah. Like, I was just about to cough to death. This is, <laughs> right? And so they all voted for him. So he got into parliament, but... uh he went to parliament once for a total of 30 minutes and decided, this, this don't, don't hit. <laughs> And then just never went back again. Dude, I feel that way about rich dudes all the time that like they they're like, I got to get into politics and they have all this money. Like, I feel like most of them have to have that a, a realization like on day one where they're like, oh, fuck. They what did I do? Shit from right. me. I was over here hitting. OK, dude. Since you brought it up, I totally agree with you because I feel like I would think the same thing. It's like I've dealt with and I know you have, too. I've dealt with some people that are like either in politics or trying to get into it at a high level. Right. Yeah. And I've always been like, man, what your day is they every day. Have kill me yep. like i fuck that calling people and just begging for money every day like i dude. wouldn't and, but it's like you said and there's expectations and shit but dude some people are just like built different where it's like just having power do you it's know what i mean power is like a thing. having yeah. power and well, also also by the way i've 
I'm not saying that all the people that no, we some know, of them are doing good. Some of them are literally like, they're like, like altruistic. They're yeah, trying like, to get into it for the right reasons because they want to help people, and I respect the fuck out of them. Yeah, like but I'm saying, but for so many of these people, it's literally just being powerful and influential is the only thing well, that matters. But for me, it's like. Dude, all this shit you got to put up it's with. It's unreal. So like, Fuck like that. our bud, our buddy Marcus Flowers, right? Uh, right, hey, great dude, great dude. Totally doing it for the right reasons, in my opinion. Not to get political, but like, I'm friends with him. I'm legit friends with him. Like, knew him before he ran, and so I know what his day to day and shit like that is. Right, and, and so it's a nightmare. It's an and so because you know me and you for some dumb reason people ask us to run all the time. Like, where well, you should run for Congress, and I'm like, first off. No, I am not qualified to do that. But secondly, in never in a million, you think that being a an actor, comedian, or whatever is fucking busy and sucks your soul out? It's unbelievable. It's not worth it. Yeah, absolutely. So another guy on the list, Muhammad Mahabat Khan the third, Catholic, and then oh yeah. He was the last royal ruler of the state of uh, Junagda, India. He, after his father and three older brothers died, he inherited the whole kingdom at the age of 11, right? And immense wealth as well. And his main thing was spending money on animals, particularly dogs. He was a serious dog lover. Hits he for get that you, $2 Cho. million dollar fat fuck that you were talking about a couple episodes ago? I mean, he easily could have, uh, but he extended his extravagant lifestyle to his dogs, all 800 of them. My God. He had 800 dogs. By the way, that, I would do that. Each of his dogs had a room, a phone. What the fuck? A phone? What is a dog going to do with a phone? But each of his dogs had a room, a phone, and their own servant, and they all got lavish <laughs> birthday parties in their honor. Two of his dogs fell in love with each other, he decided, and he spent $1.5 million on their wedding day. That is amazing. Now, it's precious, but think of all the people that starved to death that, in India. Yeah. <laughs> no, know I, I mean? know. I know. Like it is precious but that again, dogs got to but, have a princess okay, wedding, but, but it's all like, dude, come the fuck on. Okay, but he distributed that $1.5 million to working people who were helping with the wedding. It's not like he burned it. Yeah, like the fucking local a... milk bone economy was stimulated <laughs> yeah, as fuck, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah sure. Yeah. Uh, then there's a very famous one, Howard Hughes, right? Oh, yeah. Leo played him Ain't in nothing The nothing but chocolate, drank his own piss. Yep, yep, yep. So, I mean, you pretty much nailed that. There was also uh, Leona Helmsley, the Queen of Mean. You know Leona Helmsley, Cho? I do not. The Queen of Mean. So... She got into New York real estate. Was she just a cunt? She like, actually was like... So, here's the thing. Yeah, I mean, yes. Right. Pretty much. She was... Uh, so, she... <laughs> It sucked because it's one of those things where it's just like everybody sucks here, like nobody hits here. Because she was in New York real estate, she was major in New York oh, real estate in the eighties, and her and Donald Trump were like arch nemeses. Oh, her and Donald Trump hated right. each other, right? But it was just because they were trying to say who could fuck over enemy poor of people enemy. the most, yeah, you know. But she was called the Queen of Maine because she was legendary for being the biggest cunt on planet Earth to all her employees. One time she was having lunch with Alan Dershowitz. And a guy came to serve Alan Dershowitz's tea, and when he sat this down, the saucer 
had a dribble of tea on it, like a little, like three drops of tea on it, and she <laughs> smashed it into the ground, exploded it, and then made him get down on his knees and beg to keep his job My in front Lord. of Alan Dershowitz. Dershowitz and she did is, shit like that all the fucking time. Dershowitz is the New York Times crossword puzzle guy, right? No, he's not. He's a New York. Jew. <laughs> well, yeah, he's a Jew. I know that. No, but also he's the. Uh, I don't. He's just like a huge coastal elite guy who's yeah. been on sort of both sides of it over the years, and is like Russ. Look up who the New York Times crossword puzzle guy is. And definitely is not Alan Dershowitz. I just don't want to. Did we meet Alan Dershowitz wanna, once? No, we did not. No, no, we met. Uh, David Axelrod, is that your thing? David you know? Axelrod, yeah. Yeah, call him Axe. That's my dog, Axe. Axe, yeah. yeah he yeah. was very nice. He was super nice. Yeah, yeah. he was he, a cool dude. Yeah, he was a cool dude. Uh, but Will Shorts. Dersha Witch Shorts. I don't know. That's, yeah, Will Shorts. But what I'm trying to, Alan Dershowitz, I'm trying to figure out, is it the same, if I'm thinking of the right dude where he he had a heel turn late in his career and I think it's him, but I'm not sure if it is. So I don't want to. I don't want to focus yeah, on him. I'm talking about. I'm talking about Leona Helmsley. So anyway, um, yeah, she was called. She was called the Queen of Maine, right? And she did all this shit. And she was famous for it to the point that like she got sued a lot, taken to court for mistreatment and all this stuff. And at one point, her own lawyer described her in court as a quote tough bitch (laughs) and then and then while speaking to the jury he said i don't believe miss helmsley is charged in this indictment with being a bitch (laughs) (laughs) this whole thing was like yeah She's a huge bitch. bitch. Sidebar, though. Is that illegal yeah, now? Yeah, right. Is it, I thought this was America. America. We got it's a bunch a, of huge it, bitches yeah, here. it's illegal all of a sudden to be a huge bitch. Okay. <laughs> 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 oh, God. That's amazing. Yeah. And uh, so, let's see. Who else? Another guy. Uh, oh, oh, this one. Russ, I put in there. It sucks because it's really hard to spell her name. But can you look? Kaya Tana Fitch James Stewart. I can't wait I know, to watch know, him know. fuck this up. I know. She's from a Spanish aristocratic family. She actually owned the world record for most hereditary titles. She was born with 50 hereditary titles. What? So Duchess of, Countess of, whatever. She right. had 50 different ones, right? And her name is, so Russ, it's C-A-Y-E-T-A-N-A. Fitz James Stewart, right there, the 18 Duchess of Alba, right? Damn, right. that's a so, wild looking bitch. So, so she became mostly noteworthy in her later years for being that's uh, a poodle. She well, she was like obsessed with, uh, you know, youth and shit. Uh-huh. Like she, you know, surgery. Right? She yes. clearly had a bunch of surgery, plastic surgery, and it's like when plastic surgery was first becoming an option, and she spent a whole bunch of money on it, and. uh I thought this was funny. When she was 85, she caused a scandal by marrying a man much younger than her because she married a man 25 years younger than her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that, that motherfucker's 60. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, he a papaw, too. Of course. That's totally fine. Dude, when you 
dog. Yeah. A 60-year-old is not a boy toy. Fucking robbing the recliner. I don't give a fuck how old you are. Yeah, right. robbing the lazy boy. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, she got in some shit for marrying a 60-year-old when she was 85, which like is fucking stupid. Like, his dick still don't work. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, also, oh, I meant to say about the Queen of Maine, because this lady also did a similar thing. The Queen of Maine, Leona Helmsley, when she died, and actually we talked about this. Oh, she dead? We talked about, yeah, she long dead. When we talked about this in one of my earlier episodes about dogs, she came up because when she died, she left no money to her her family. Just all to her dog. She left it all to her dogs and dog related. She left her actual dog $12 million yeah. Dollars yeah, yeah, and yeah. a trust to make sure it was care and left her kids nothing. It's nothing. Pieces of shit. A lot of them. Bro, and then this lady, uh, the Duchess of Alba, she also, like, people were pissed Ooh. off at her marrying her boy toy when yeah. he was 65. Click on that. Click on that picture of the blue dress. So, yeah, yeah. Well, look at this one, too. When, That's fine. When but, she died, yeah, that, that papa she married, who was trying to make her a sugar mama, mm -hmm. when she died, she left him nothing. Word? Nothing. What's the point? Yeah, it's what he was thinking. That's why I'm you sure. fuck an eighty-five-year-old lady. No, I know that's what he was thinking God too. Damn! Imagine fucking an eighty-five-year-old lady duchess. and then getting nothing. A duchess. A duchess. That's but that's what happened. There was a guy, the seventh Marquess of Bath, Alexander. What's Thin. Marquess? What's that? I don't know. It's like a duke, duke or an earl. Yeah, it's just fancier sounding. Yeah, I think. Right. Well, no, this dude's actually British too. Oh, they okay. had them also. Well, they the own seventh, Spain as well. Seventh Marquess of Bath, Alexander Thin, who famously rejected the idea of monogamy. He split it. He split his attention between seventy different wifelets. He called them. <laughs> he called them wifelets, and nice they, and they all had that is a nice word for a hoe. You're right, and they all had cottages on his estate, right? So, yeah, rich rich that, people be wild. That's another thing. When when we were well, yeah, he had a big ass estate. When we dog. were talking about running for Congress and that day to day life and how taxing it was. I feel the same way about having seventy wives mm -hmm. like i know we've talked about it a million times but like i love my wife i really do but like she's almost too much sometimes right multiply that by 70 god damn so a couple more another british guy british businessman graham pendrel was an antique dealer made millions and millions of dollars and then became obsessed with the maasai tribe in kenya a African tribe, right? Is that the it, ones you was talking about the other day that we don't fuck with them? No, that's the Sentinels. No, the Messiah are like, I mean, they're fucking hardcore. They are, but he became a he became obsessed. Like bones. They're just they like head. they're legit. Yeah, yeah right. they're like warriors. They're hardcore yeah. and they're old school and all that shit. But this British dude became obsessed with the Messiah, and at the age of fifty-seven, he sold his home and all his belongings, broke up with his old lady, said "fuck it," moved to Kenya, and said, "Hey, I want to join." And they let and they let, and they let they let him join. Wow. Yeah. So he joined the Maasai tribe. Why in this God's old British name? Yeah. All right. Another guy in Australia, Australian named Clive Palmer. Oh, Clive Palmer. Clive Palmer. He was a billionaire, Australian billionaire, right? Became obsessed with uh, absolute unit. That became one is. obsessed with Jurassic Park. No, uh, it the like, movie. Not lit. Pretty much. So he loved dinosaurs. Right. Loved them. Loved them. So he built his own park. Filled with robot dinosaurs. Nice. Because he thought that would hit for people. 
Should hit for people. But it didn't hit for people. Why did it not hit for people? I guess because they were shitty robots. You right. Know? It's like the Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese of dinosaurs, which like, dude, that don't hit. No, that don't hit. So, but he did that and people didn't come, which upset him. Uh, but he tried very hard. He like decided he was going to make Jurassic Park, right? Right. And he got together with the people that cloned Dolly the sheep. You know, oh, Dolly yeah. The oh, sheep. I remember Dolly from and the 90s. And he was like. I'm going to make these dinosaurs be a thing. Yeah, right. But it's not a good idea. Well, uh, first of all, yes, have we learned nothing from the movie Jurassic Park? From the famous franchise that it don't hit. But he was dedicated to doing it. But at some point, the scientists were like, yeah, we're not going to be able to do that. that, And he was like, okay, fine. And that was the end of it. All right. So there's more people on this list, but I think we've covered them enough. Uh, uh, Rich people are crazy. We all know that. So poor people being crazy, I feel like. When trash are crazy, it's more like... It's often why they're poor. Right. Or I was going to say, you know, they'll slash your tires. Yeah. Key your car. Burn all your... I've had, I've had a girl... Like I had a girl burn all my clothes one time. Like, it's funny, like, uh, you know, uh, is it's Carrie Underwood, right? Yeah. He'll think before I he cheats. I dug my yeah, keys right. into right. the sun. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. It's just like, that hits. It does hit. Like, yeah. w- women are when like... It's a that hits hot too. Women, right. yeah, woman, right. yeah, it hits, but like... Still sucks about your car, bro. Yeah, it, it like especially because like I don't think in that song they were married. I think they were kind of just dating. It's like, look, man, you got cheated on, like whatever. But like again, I had a girl take all the clothes out of my truck and light them on fire in the horseshoe at mm-hmm. our high school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Another thing, uh, I actually find you know what she was good that- at. Blow jobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I find that. Uh, in the trash community, it's actually viewed as being very lucrative to be crazy because the government has this thing that they call a crazy check. My uncle got one. So, yeah, well, dude, we all know my mama got a crazy check. Yeah, like, right. we, all, we all know people get a crazy check, but it's yeah. like, it's like, dude, crazy checks are huge. Of course they are. You're from fucking where we're from. If you're from like white, I deserve the white, one. The white trash south, or I'm assuming most of white trash America, you know people get a crazy check and it's like right. other people, they're like, how do I get that crazy check? They're like, and, well, you need to be someone who we think doesn't belong in a work environment because mm-hmm. that would not be conducive to a uh, untoxic place. So I, you just get this money and you stay I home. remember getting told, and like, again, my mama gets a crazy check, or at least I'm pretty, if it ain't a crazy check i don't know what kind of check it is but uh lazy she fuck yeah get, well, yeah well lazy check you can get them too but i yeah. feel like crazy check is better crazy check's like. way better so but anyway my mama don't do nothing but just exist in the world and the government's like yeah she crazy uh <laughs> but i used to get told i used to get i remember hearing stories and stuff growing up in salina people talking <laughs> about crazy checks right where they were like they would say like yeah Every six months, he strips naked and runs through the ball field, you know, or so whatever. Like, pay, yeah, right. Yeah, they would they would like present it like that, or like he gets a crazy check. So every now and then, he covers himself in honey and fucks a dog in the town square or whatever. Just like because he's got to keep his crazy check, right? And like I know now that was all that was all bullshit. Like you don't literally have to do that, but it's like some people that did shit like that got a crazy check because they were crazy. But if you manage to get the crazy check. Just for more regular reasons, you didn't have to you, go out of your way to fuck a dog. Speaking of or stripping, cover yourself with honey. Speaking of stripping naked at a ball field, we have a dude. His name is, and we he is beloved in the town. 
but his name is Johnson Road Roy, right? And he is his name Roy, and he grew up on Johnson Road. Yes, yeah, that makes sense. And so, obviously, the only way I can describe him as is that he, um, Roy, his. Brain don't hit. Brain don't hit. His brain don't hit. So right. he, I'm certain that he gets a crazy check, but you said stripping naked at the ball field. I remember one time we were kids, and Johnson Road Roy loved coming to the ball fields to watch baseball. Like, it hit for him. Like He's like a child. Like, he just watches the yes, game. It look, bro, everybody from a small town Got one. knows that you all have your own Johnson Road Roy. And there's only one. And Somehow, there's only one. In the 90s, there was a word for that yeah right yeah, but, but, that we call johnson but, yeah, right, roy yeah, and exactly. not as a pejorative but everybody it's just, that's what if he you was ask called. somebody from a small town you know their equivalent of johnson road roy they're gonna have an answer because you know we all had one so roy one time we bless were, their hearts we were at the ball fields and roy showed up and we always knew they'd be there and my dad used to run the wreck and so dad had the Roy. rec center? Yeah. Okay. Dad had Roy, like Roy had a uniform for every team because my dad gave it to him. One night he got Roy got a, like almost arrested on the side of the road because he was wearing uh, a ball team shirt and the cops were like, you must have went down to the rec center and stole that. And like they had to call my dad to come down there. And my dad's like, do you not know who this is? It's Johnson this Roy is Roy. the town Johnson Road this Roy. This is the town Roy. This is the town Roy. But he came to the ball fields one day, and it was the summer, so what he had done was taken a pair of overalls that he had and decided, well, I'm going to cut the overalls off and make overall shorts out of them because it's hot. That's it. And on one side- His dick was hanging out. On one side, he cut them a little too short, and his fucking ball was just hanging straight down. And everybody was just like- Johnson Road Roy's balls hanging yeah, out, yeah. and nobody wanted to like make a big scene about it. But like they were like, "Roy, you can't just have your ball hanging out." And he was just like, "Hi," yeah. you know. And so, yeah. So you just talk about being naked at the ball field. Like he literally was that, and I assumed that they were like, "Let's fucking preempt his crazy check this week," because his dick was out at the ball field. Our Johnson Road Roy, our Johnson Road Roy loved uh, Pepsi so much, he would all the time go to the. He'd oftentimes go to the gas station and bear hug a Pepsi vending machine and, and just, just turn lean it over back and start to walk off with it. Are you saying they're real strong? To, I was going to say, he was, <laughs> I was gonna say, because for some reason he was real strong, right? Sorry for stepping on and it. People had to, you know, they had to police that. <laughs> right. They had to go out there and stop him from doing that, you know, because it was a problem. He tried to he tried to make off with it. Oh. So Roy's the best, though. Again, he's beloved in the town, hey, but he sweetheart. definitely has to get a check. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Well, that's all I got on being crazy. Uh, so let's fuck our shits up. You want to fuck our shits let's up? Let's fuck our shits up with Stocho right after this. Are you feeling stuck making minimum payments on your credit card debt? Savewithconrad.com can help, and you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? Get rid of your credit card debt and lower your monthly payments right now at savewithconrad.com. All right, Airheads, we're back. It's time once again for uh, Fuck Yo Shit Up with Stoner Cho. Stocho, we're doing paradoxes again, eh? 
We are doing paradoxes again, Trey, and I'm I super forward, excited to I bring look forward them to, to you. It, yeah. Me and you get to talk stoner shit, which is something that we do in our normal life, but it's wonderful to be monetizing it. I feel so uh, 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 an ongoing list that I have. I would like to talk to you about. Do you know the bootstrap paradox? No, is it if you're poor, stop being lazy? (laughs) (laughs) Is that what it is? Because that's the impression. That's the impression that I've gotten uh, from a lot of people I've met. Yeah. I spit all over my iPad <laughs> and have it running down my face. That was tremendous. No, uh, the bootstrap paradox tray is a paradox of time travel, which, yes, I'm so excited to talk about time travel. I was talking about aliens for the past couple of weeks or whatever has got me really wanting to talk about time travel. Well, time travel pisses me off. It I'll pisses me off, too. Okay, and this right. is about to piss you off because okay. this is about time travel pissing you off, kind of. So the bootstrap paradox is, and by the way, these are also coming from uh, like facts.net or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back to facts.net. Yeah. The so preeminent source. The facts boots, on the, the net. <laughs> the bootstrap paradox is a paradox of time travel that questions how something that is taken from the future and placed in the past could ever come into being in the first place. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's a common trope used by science fiction writers and has inspired plot lines from everything from one of my favorite shows of all time, Doctor Who, Bill and Ted, all that good stuff. So here's the deal. Imagine that a time traveler buys a copy of Hamlet from the bookstore. And takes it to Shakespeare. Travels back in time to Elizabethan London, takes hands the book to Shakespeare, who then copies it out, claims it is his own work. Then over the the centuries that follow, Hamlet is reprinted and reproduced countless times until finally a copy of it ends up back in the same original bookstore where the time traveler finds it, buys it, and takes it back to Shakespeare. So who wrote wrote Shakespeare? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I this is why time travel pisses me off because it's like there's no way to make time travel make sense. It almost makes At me, all. it almost makes me think that like Time travel can't be... Po- well, actually, the only way to make it make sense at all is the multiverse theory. Of course. That's the only way. Like, if you explain it that way, that's the only way you can get out of it. Because otherwise, there because there's also like the... I don't know. I don't think it's called the Papaw Paradox, but there's the <laughs> there's the Papaw Paradox. If you go... Where, yeah, we're going to get to that one. But if yeah, you go went ahead. back in time and murdered your Papaw... You could never be born to go which back means in time. You could never go back in time to murder your papa. So how is that possible? So like, right. time travel breaks everything, dude. Like it break it breaks any type of like logic or reasoning or whatever. Which is again, it's what I say. It pisses me off. I mean, it pisses me off in a like fictional storytelling yeah. sense. So it's like anytime I'm watching something. And time travel becomes a plot point. I'm always like, oh, God damn it. I, kn- I know, I know I'm going to end up with questions that annoy me right. that cannot be answered because that's just inherent in the nature of time travel. And this is but I feel like these paradoxes exist to point out to point that out about the even the idea of time travel. Like it almost makes me feel like. Outside of a multiverse or whatever, it just can't be possible. Right. Because, like, 
it, how do you how do you explain it? It explains like now like it, it does it like you know you think about things like uh, the the Berenstein Bears and stuff yeah. like that. Like the Mandela yeah. effect sort of often makes me go like maybe it is real, but then I'm like. But they only fucked with these little teeny tiny things. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like they would have, like, if time travel was real, then we would have never heard about Hitler because somebody would have gone back and, and killed, killed Hitler, Hitler, right? Like, who's going to go back in time and just be like, so, these bears, we're going to change their name. So, well, there's a, and uh, this doesn't explain it, but I remember, I think it was either like a reboot of the Twilight Zone or maybe it was the Outer Limits or something. And it was an episode where, like, Somebody went back in time to kill Hitler when he was a baby, and they did. They killed this baby. The baby. They yeah. killed this baby, and then like, but somehow, I dude, I was. It fucking, made somebody I, else become Hitler. I was eleven years old when I watched this, but somehow they killed the baby that was Hitler. But this other, it was, it was like they replaced the baby, like. The Hitler baby, like Hitler, the Hitler baby was being watched over by some baby caretaker, and they killed that baby. And so then the caretaker was like, "Oh fuck, they can't know I killed this baby." Right. So they slid another baby in there, and then that baby got raised as Hitler and became Hitler. Hitler. I'm already getting no. I'm I love get, this. I'm I getting love flustered this. already. I love this. But like, that's how some people have tried to handle it. They're like, no matter what happens. It still works out the same way because that's how it was always meant to. You know what I mean? It's like, no, someone did go back in time and kill Hitler, but that baby got replaced with another baby and he was actually Hitler. And that's what always happened. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do know what you're saying. Or it's it's like, like, it's it's like like some Jewish time traveler decided to go back in time and kill Hitler because of how, what Hitler had done to their, their people. And then somebody saw this Jewish person kill this baby, which made them mad at all Jews, which made them become Hitler. Right. So like I was trying to, you know, you were talking yesterday about writing a, writing a spec, uh, just for fun. Well, I did, I was, did that. And I was trying to fuck with time travel and writing with time travel is like, both very easy because you can do anything you want to. Right. But, but also, if you want it to make sense, sense you can't. It's almost you, impossible. You can't do it. And so, right. I'll, and I may end up finishing this, but I don't care to give the ending away to airheads. But basically, it was these uh, two old boys who find out about time travel and decide to go back and prevent uh, Abraham Lincoln from getting killed. Right. But then what happens is they do prevent it. But then the big ending is just like he gets killed two days later, right? You know, like right. because that was always yeah. going to happen. You yeah. like no matter fucking what, that was what was going to happen in the timeline. But see, my problem, my problem with all that type of shit is it's like, what is the force governing the timeline? The TVA. You know what I mean? Where it's like, well, that's what I'm saying. It require it requires belief in some sort of like omnipotent force or like like a god or the equivalent that's like, yeah, you can go back and kill John Wilkes Booth and prevent him from killing Abraham Lincoln, but what we gonna do is make Abraham Lincoln get hit by a train right. two days after a that. A racist but it, train. But, it, but it's like, that requires the existence of this like preternatural force, this like, right. that's, I can't, but I can't, I can't, I but, just, 
I'm unable to even. But choke. I know I, I agree. I can, when it comes to evening, I'm odd. I can't. Yeah, I can't I'm odd. even. I'm odd on that. I'm odd. But we hear about it in like there's so. And another thing that pisses me off to go on your thing of like when it gets thrown into storytelling that it really starts to not make sense and be bullshit and is like an easy trope to do. Like one of the most famous examples, I think, and I'm not here to critique uh, literary masterpieces, but the fact that time travel only occurs once in the third book of Harry Potter and then ridiculous. never again right. is ridiculous. ridiculous. And by the way, that's my favorite of the books. It's probably, right. It, it is. Right. But as soon as you bring that up, do it's it like always. The whole thing is over. The, as right. soon as you bring, as soon as you establish that, redo, redo, redo. Everything else is done. Like I was watching you point. play right. Mega Man yesterday, and yeah. you were going back in time on your thing yeah. to like cheat or whatever. Uh-huh. It's like. All right. Well, if you have the capability to do that, never don't do that. Right. So like in the third book, Dumbledore is like he basically like hints to Hermione. He's like, by the way, you know, time is a thing and you could do this. And they're all like, we have to be back here at five minutes. And if we don't, it doesn't work. And it's like, no, just do that again. Mm-hmm. Like, just do that again until you get it right. Mm-hmm. Or matter of fact, while you're here, twist that bitch a little bit further and go kill Voldemort, mm-hmm. you know? Then, granted, Harry never uh, becomes a famous boy, but he does get to have a life with his parents and all this shit. So, like, just go back a little bit further. But on this, too, like, I do start, like, I'm with you on, like, the multiverse. Like, the multiverse makes sense to me. Right. It really, I mean, like, as much as it can make sense to a person, it makes sense to me. Because, like, I'm convinced that that's what deja vu is. Like, I am convinced. Mm -hmm. Because... Having, like, some forms of deja vu is like, well, yeah, whatever. Of course, you've been in this position before. This is a very normal thing to happen. But, dog, I've had deja vu happen where, like, I remember one time we were in Washington, D.C., and we were doing the festival at the Kennedy Center, Mm -hmm. right? And then we hung out with a bunch of comedians, none of whom I had met before. I Mm -hmm. didn't know any of these people. And I had some sort of like precognition or whatever of a thing that was about to happen, and it did. And I was like, I've, been, I've, I know for a fact that this has happened to me before. I've, I've lived this experience. And the only, uh, maybe a rational person would be like, well, you had a dream of this experience. And it's like, what's the fucking odds of that? That I had a dream of something that has never happened. But deja vu being like a glitch or like yeah. a or like a uh, in a video game where it's like that's your last saved point mm-hmm. yeah. or whatever i mean does that make does that do you feel that way uh i mean yeah like when i'm high and in that when i don't have to be high but when i'm in that mode of thinking about shit in this way yes but i also think it's possible that like sometimes there's just a weird firing of shit in our brains right. that makes us go I've been here before. Right. When we haven't really. Like you, I don't know, you see something that's somehow familiar, but not in a way that you immediately understand. And then that that triggers some switch in your brain. And, and then you get that because we've all had the sensation of like, I've experienced this before. And you do want to think that there's more to it than that. You know what I mean? But you guys disagree on squirrels, too. Well, Right. Well, there's this, sure. there's also that one theory. I think it's called like the egg. yeah. I believe in nothing. Yeah. He's a romantic. Yeah. Do you know what the like? I think it's called the egg theory or something like that, which is basically like we are all God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like so, 
the the way that they explain deja vu is that God is one person and we are all that. And every you before you die, you will live every single person's life on earth. So like that that kid that you saw that you didn't give 50 cents to when they were begging for you, that was you mm-hmm. the whole time. Mm-hmm. And that's what explains like, oh, the reason I had this deja vu is because I was here before, but it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. It was Reggie. Right. I was Reggie. Yeah, like I was Reggie. And so like, that's why we're all God. It's all one consciousness going through here. And I will eventually be you. And I will eventually be John F. Kennedy, and I will eventually be Mahatma Gandhi Mm -hmm. until the cycle is complete. And then God is like, all right, we've done it. Where you at on that? Yeah, that hits. Because I believe that. I'm on a pretty, I'm on a pretty okay playthrough right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'd rather be on the George Clooney playthrough, but, but we're doing pretty I'll good. I'll get to that at some point. Yeah, and when I'm on the fucking you know Wino on the corner playthrough, that ain't gonna hit. Do you, right? Do you think you have to live everything, or do you think you have some control with your actions and and heart? Well, I think we. I mean, that's the thing that they get into. This is like they're still like, like if you believe in God, right? Like. Everybody goes, well, there's still free will. But then some people that are like super Christians, they're like, when they're like, when God was on the cross, he saw your entire life and he saw what you were going to do. And this goes back to the time travel fucking up thing. It's like, well, if that's true, then I don't have free will. Mm-hmm. If God saw everything, they're like, he knew your sins before you did your sins. And then I go, well, then I didn't choose to do my sins. My sins were predetermined. I can't. I can't fuck with predestination at all. Yeah, Me, but that's per, a like, big thing like, with Christianity. Philosophically or whatever, I just can't do it because it don't hit for me. Like, no, because I agree. It, it totally negate. Yeah, you, free will can't exist. It's like anything where it's like, no, it's determined. It was always going to be that. It's all set in stone. From now for forever, like, I just, uh, I can't fuck with that. Because that makes God a dickhead. Like, if everything was set in stone and he knew, that means that he is choosing Mm -hmm. to send me to hell. Because he knew all this stuff was going to happen fucking anyways. What we need to do is go back in time and... Uh, well, I was going to say kill Jesus, but like that was the thing that they already did that happened, already, yeah. and that and that really hit for them. Yeah, no, like Jesus yeah, that, needed to be killed. Yeah, you could argue that like letting Jesus just live to be fucking eighty five, that yeah. might have hit more for the eventually. World. Everybody be like, I don't know about this guy. Yeah, because like everybody in their youth is like also, a prophet. He, w- he just wouldn't get all that shine that he gets. Yeah, right. You know? Him die. Right. He died for our sins. Like. He died at 90. Yeah, kind of like Jeff Buckley. He just sort of expired. Yeah, right. Was that for our sins? I mean, you know apparently, I mean? per everybody else. I know, but I'm saying, you know, anyway, go ahead. Well, let's move on to the next paradox. Uh, this is the, you ever heard of the- So that was one? Well, that was all one? <laughs> well, okay. we talked about the bootstrap thing, and okay. then, yeah, obviously, this is going to be the last one we do, and then I'll save the rest for later. All right. So- this one is where numbers be getting up to a lot of shit, which they I do. know that me and you love that. So this is the boy or girl paradox. Do you know what the boy or girl paradox is? Is it that before you pop a balloon at a white 
pregnant person's party. <laughs> the baby exists in a quantum superposition <laughs> where it could be either a boy or a girl until you see pink or blue. Schrodinger's baby. Is uh, that what it is? Yeah. I mean, kind of. So here's here it is coming from facts.net. Imagine that a family has two children, one of whom we know to be a boy. Mm-hmm. What okay. then? What then is the probability that the other child is a boy? The obvious answer is to say that the probability is half because it's 50-50, right? right? After all, because the other child can only be either a boy or a girl. Right. You yeah. know, or a stick, whatever. Right. And Uh, the chances of a baby being born a boy or girl are essentially equal. In a two-child family, however, there are actually four possible combinations of children. Two boys, two girls, an older boy and a younger girl, and an older girl and a younger boy. We already know that one of the children is a boy, meaning we can eliminate the combination of ff female female but that leaves us with three equally possible combinations of children in which at least one boy namely in a male male situation male female and a female male this means that the probability that the other child is a boy mm must be one third not one half okay I am too dumb for that. I don't understand what you just said. Me either. But I, do I was think, really hoping that you did because you but, know that you're smarter than me. But I do think that it's related to. No, I'm not, Corey. The, you're uh, very smart. There's the. Uh, I wasn't gonna say that. There's I know. A, uh, there's the. Uh, it's not deal or no deal. What's the? Is it let's make a deal? The let's make a no. The Monty Hall problem. I don't know what the fuck it is. There's a similar thing where it's like, oh, the it's like. What's the fucking show where they're like, okay, you got $5,000, you got two doors, behind one door is a donkey, Oh, that's behind another door is whatever. Let's, let's make a deal. Okay, so yeah, it's I'm like pretty sure. the let's make a deal. You look at the Monty Hall problem. Monty Hall problem. Yeah. Oh, good. It, I, I feel like this. maybe Monty... I feel like maybe Monty Hall was the first host that's of Let's Make a Deal. That's a British guy, right? Yeah, right. Monty, Monty Hall problem. Yeah, right. I feel like what you just said is a similar explanation or a similar thing to this where it's like uh dude I don't, I, I don't know this well the Monty enough Hall, to say it the Monty accurately. Hall problem is a brain teaser in the form of a prob- probability puzzle loosely based on American television game Let's Make a Deal and named after its original host Monty Hall the problem was originally posed in a letter you're going to have to open that shit Russ the answer is so puzzling that people often refuse to accept it so it's basically like Basically, it comes down to like there's three doors. One door is already open, right? And there's two doors left. And so you think it's a 50-50 shot, but somehow mathematically, it's not actually a 50-50 shot, which I feel like, well, I feel like that's what's going on with this boy-girl thing. I feel like it's a similar version of the same thing, all of which I'm too dumb to talk about or explain. That's what I think. All right. So, yeah. There are three doors behind which are two goats and a car. You pick a either do- way you win. You pick a door. Call uh, it call it door A. Obviously, you're hoping for the car. Monty Hall, the host, examines the other doors and opens one with a goat. Right. Right. Do you stick with door A, your original guess? You don't know what's behind it. Or do you switch to the unopened door? Does it matter? I mean, I'm always going with the unopened door. So so I'm saying, so I'm saying, like, 
you pick a door. Well, you two. So there's two goats in a car. You pick a door. They don't open it. You don't know what's behind it. He opens one of the two other doors, and it's a goat. So all that's left is there's two there's two doors, either a goat or a car. But you've already picked this door, and then there's this door. So it's what do you do? You keep what you've got, or do you go with the other one? And you think the odds are fifty fifty, right? Because it's like I've either got a goat or I've got a car. Yeah, that's right. all it is. But it's not. If you switch doors at that moment, you'll win two-thirds of the time. Huh. Why? Couldn't tell you. We'd have to keep reading to make it make, because I'm saying it's like the type of thing that, like, it's I don't. It's one or the I'm other. I'm too dumb to, I know, I agree with you, but it, but it's not. It has to, I think it has to do with the probability at the beginning of the problem. It's math shit, right? It's like, you. we already know what happened with one door. Right. But it's like. The probability goes back to what it was at the beginning of it. And I think it's something like there's three doors, two of which are goats. You made the choice. <laughs> you made the choice, but now you know that one of them's a goat. Right. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I feel like what you just said is sort of a version of that, right? No, I, I mean, it's. Pretty but I'm much already exactly back. That. I'm already back to completely not remembering what you said. I just like. I refuse to believe that's just somebody saying something like that's just someone who is like, I'm going to say a thing and everybody's going to be like, that's the thing because you said it. It's fucking 50 50. Like one door has a goat and one door has a car. Right. Mm -hmm. That's 50 50. Scroll down a little bit, Russ. You're probably muttering that two doors means it's a 50-50 chance. <laughs> uh, try playing the game 50 times. Use a pick-and-hold strategy. Okay. So it all no, it all just comes down to just it's all just comes down to math. Now, yeah, let's play. No, no, because it says you got to do it 50 fucking times. Well, let's do it once. Okay, well, if you can go ahead and play it, go ahead and play it. Yeah. Uh, what, you, what door are you on? Two. Two. Let's do two. Okay. Okay. So we have two. We know that one is a goat. Corey, you want to keep two or pick three? I want to pick three. We'll see, but it... Okay, it, so, so hold on. So you guys... So hold on. You guys picked door two, right? Mm -hmm. Already. So, but they didn't open your door. They opened the a door with one goat in it. Now there's two goats. Right. right. So it's either our door or the other door. Let's has go to it. door three. So it seems 50-50, but Russ, go back. Uh, let's go go back yeah. up and just say, if you switch doors, you'll win two-thirds of the time. So switch doors. Pick three. Pick three. I fucking told you, dude. Well, I'm saying. But so what this is saying is mathematically, if we do that 50 times, Two at, thirds the end of the time. at the end of the day, the winning strategy is to, is to switch doors. Okay. It's a fucking numbers game. But like I numbers that's what I'm saying. Numbers is wild. They are wild. They don't hit for me. I feel so dumb. I'm so dumb. I feel very I've dumb. I've already forgotten what you were even talking about. I don't remember babies? either. It was about babies or something babies like that. Dick. Eventually I'm gonna talk about Galileo's paradox. Okay. Suck my butt. Okay. Hits. All right, here comes clearing the airs. Y'all remember to like, rate, review, share, subscribe, tell your mom and them all that good shit. 
and uh, enjoy us reading your this. emails and doing whatever we want to do. Love you. Bye. Thank you. Hits. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Royalty and rednecks are alike. They both like cutting and picking fights. Biscuits and baked beans where they don't belong. Sit on down with Corey and Trey and learn some fancy shit. Today we'll laugh a little even when they're wrong. They'll take you to a magical place where if you call someone a cut, nobody cares. They keep it debonair at putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on airs. Howdy, everybody. It's your buddy, Professor Cho. Just want to let you know there's not any clearing airs this week. Uh, this, I mean, this technically is clearing airs because I'm clearing airs on why there's no clearing airs. Trey's out of pocket. Uh, we couldn't do it, but we wanted to let you know. We wanted to jump in here and tell you this is the last week of producer Russ. So everything's going to start looking different, but it also means that we'll never miss clearing the airs because we're going to do it right after the episodes. We'll be reading your emails, and we look forward to that. We look forward to uh, um, welcoming producer Dale, a.k.a. BPP, Big Papa Producer, to the program, and we want to promise you this show is going to be just as funny as ever, just because it looks a little bit different. Don't mean the quality's going down. We thank you all for downloading, subscribing, telling all your friends. Remember to check out Trey's Patreon, patreon.com slash Trey Crowder. And if you want bonus stuff from me, go to parttimefunnyman.com. Also, a slight note about this episode that you just watched. There were times where Russ talked, and apparently he didn't record himself. And if he did record himself, he didn't send me the recording of himself. So it just seems like we're staring into nothing. Uh, I don't know. So it happened, and it won't happen anymore because uh, we have a new producer, and everything's going to be different and better. So we love y'all, and I'll see y'all later. Tell all your friends. Support the sponsors. Take care of your mom and them. Stay fancy. Skew!